How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Because the Internet Podcast. It's episode 15. We have a jam-packed show filled with all the sports. Um, we've had action across the NBA, the Olympics, soccer, NFL, even baseball talk, um, and then a couple internet topics and, and, uh, and even a hockey topic. So we really have hit all the major sports and the internet. So I'm joined here, as always, with Steve. Steve, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Uh, we officially have football back this week, which um, you know we'll talk about a little bit on our topic, but uh yeah i mean it's been jam-packed trying to keep track of trades and free agency signings and and you know waking up to news about the olympics or trying to stay up and and make the start of olympic games so it uh for it being a traditional dead part of like the summer for sports it's been uh pretty action-packed yeah and even like we said last week at olympics that we're not really talking about or watching too much of still provided quite a bit of headlines yeah i think we're getting to the point now where um like i think there's only maybe like a week left maybe a week or a week and a half but we're getting to the point now where they're like the actual metal games yeah yeah so you're getting to like the quarterfinals semifinals yeah like the Um, team sports and all that stuff and like yeah team sports will be wrapping up over the next week you got like track and field is really big right now so um so yeah you're starting to see the hardware dished out so but it's still it sucks like even the i know we'll get to in a second but um i think it was last night that the the men's team play and i and i tried to stay up for it the game started at 12 40 and i just couldn't yeah it's like even if you do it's like yeah i could step the tip off but i'm not there's no chance (laughs) right second half you stay up all that second half tips off at what two yeah, you stay up. You stay up all that time to just like want to be done with it by the end of the first quarter. Or so yeah, um, yeah, plenty of stuff to get into. We're gonna start in the NBA. Um, I guess we'll start with the draft, Rob. I don't know. Did anything stand out for you? That it, it seemed like there weren't as many big name players um, in this year's draft. At least ones that were really uh, as noteworthy as years past. Yeah, I would agree because for me, it's always like I know the draft based off of March Madness. So mm-hmm. in theory, last year when March Madness got canceled, it should have been like the year I didn't know the draft picks. And it was probably my least known year um, was mm-hmm. last year because of no March Madness. But this year, like I knew no one, even though I watched March Madness, because I feel like the guys in March Madness were like the later for like the Luca Garza, um, who ended up going like later in the first round and stuff like that. It wasn't like the big names. I know Cade Cunningham, obviously, that was always going to be a thing. One first overall. Yeah, usually like, you know that usually know who's going one one. And then after that stuff. Yeah, so and like if if I watch March Madness, usually I'll know like the first like ten guys. But this year, I, I last year and this year have been like my two worst like times of the draft. And I think the biggest news of the draft is just like you know like Woj and Shams going at it to like leak it first essentially. So and that's what seemed to be talked about because we knew the draft order before we even started the draft. Like yeah, everybody. always always the worst part is uh, I think like Woj was tweeting around like two o'clock in the afternoon on. Uh, on the day of the draft saying like if Cade Cunningham goes number one, then the Rockets are expected to pick, you know, he was basically branching out this timeline of, of who was going to pick who as they went. But yeah, that was interesting. I honestly thought the coolest moment of the night, which I, I love that the NBA did this and I want to give them a shout out for it because, you know, a lot of times we make fun of like the sports leagues for just doing things that just don't make any sense. Um, but the, the NBA as a league drafted Terrence Clark, mm-hmm. who was that, um, 
Kentucky player, right? Who yep. passed away uh, actually from the Boston I'll area. I'll say local to us more. Yeah. Like, and he was so one, he, I was going to say that he was one I knew going in just because I knew before, like he died, obviously, even before he died, I knew who he was. Just yeah. So he, local. I think it was back, um, it was a couple months ago, he died in a, a car accident and he was expected to potentially be like a lottery pick in mm-hmm. the draft. And so the M- NBA did this really cool thing where they stopped the draft and about halfway through the first round and um, had his family come up and they essentially like drafted him into the NBA community. And I think that's something that they should continue to do. Not that it's like, you know, I didn't, I I wanted to tweet that the night of, but it wasn't like, it's like, Oh, like when future kids like die, like, yeah, it's it's a weird, I was trying to find a, I was trying to find like a nuanced way to say it. Right. But even like a couple years ago, remember there was that guy who couldn't play because it was like, um, he, he was supposed to be, really good but they he couldn't play because he had like a heart condition um and it, it was like a big thing where like if he played like there was a chance like he could die and isaiah they... austin yes isaiah austin yeah so uh does it say there what exactly his his deal Medically was barred from nba um yeah a like they days, were a few it's literally a few days before the draft league doctors dust uh Marfan syndrome enlarges aorta, the artery that carries blood to the heart. So yeah, it just expands it. The more yeah, so like the league, the league doctors weren't going to allow any team like to draft him for like liability reasons. Yeah, and he found that he found that out a couple days before the draft. And again, he was a, a predicted lottery pick as well. So like he was he was the guy when as soon as they did that, I thought of him um, because I'm like, you know, this is perfect for like these guys that you know, like the 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 coaches in college know it the players know it the coaches that are scouting know it like everybody knows that this guy is going to go in the first round or is going to be a potential draft pick um so for them to honor him uh was i thought a really classy move and um you know hopefully we're not talking about this too much in the future but you know for, i think it's a great way to honor the families and the legacies of these players um who you know obviously uh gone a bit too short but for me that was the highlight of the draft i didn't yeah yeah same pay too close attention there um but then quickly in a free agency and we got some big news here yeah yeah there was i mean as always with nba free agency it lights up before it's supposed to and then into when no tampering at all right yeah um big move obviously was rust to the lakers that got announced on draft night then taken away then re-announced Woj got a little excited on the trigger finger there um, and then had to like. Back I think the Lakers it. got a. I think the Lakers got a little skittish on the. I think they got a little cold feet. They may have saw the, the Twitter reaction to because oh, yeah. it, it didn't seem like when, uh, it was announced Russ to the Lakers like Twitter's sort of immediate reaction was like, like oh like him and LeBron don't really fit together. Yeah. Um, and then it was like five minutes later. It's like the Lakers deal with the Wizards is not like concrete yet. Um, because originally they were gonna they were going after Buddy Heald, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it just evolved into Russell Westbrook. So yeah, apparently that deal came together over a dinner uh, at LeBron's house, of course, because everything <laughs> you know it's like, you know, you could you could ink a, a peace deal in the Middle East at you know over a couple <laughs> bottles of wine at LeBron's house. Yeah. Um, but not in the Far East, just the Middle East. True, true, true. <laughs> you got you got business uh, ventures to consider there, um, but apparently this was something where they were they talked it out. Which again, it's like tampering. You know, LeBron could get away with literal murder. Um, mm-hmm. 
in the league. But yeah, I mean, Russ Westbrook to the Lakers. Um, I know you're, you know, usually hop on and, and start watching the games during uh, the playoffs, but I guess you're, I would say it's probably the biggest move of the off season. So what, mm-hmm. what were your thoughts on it? Especially yeah, it was. I, I don't know. I, I, I always end up defending LeBron because I just don't hate him. But like I said, I don't like him either. Yeah. Um, but I just, hate I think, him. I think I you're like your, less than everyone your neutrality, your neutrality for LeBron versus my like just pure hatred and it's like and everyone has like he's one of those guys that everyone has to love or hate so that's why i end up just like being like well i just like don't root for him but especially now he's right well no that's what i'm saying is like i think i think i despise him so much that like and you're just like meh whatever yeah just it turn it turns into like uh like why are you defending lebron rob like yeah 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 so uh, like for me it's like the obviously the twitter reactions like these guys won't get along and stuff like that but i was like out of all of russ's like teammates in the past i think lebron at whatever age he is might actually work well obviously they can't shoot the team can't shoot threes but like they've also addressed that with some free agents like one year deals mellow obviously we'll get to that well that's quick mellow's also going to lakers yeah Um, so it's like they've addressed that as well but i feel like like lebron at this age feels like he'll let like another player go off and it's like even like look back to the playoffs and when the injuries were happening it's like he was more mad that anthony davis for not like stepping up and going off so i feel like at, at this age like it almost works we'll see obviously it could just blow up incredibly which would be also fun because lakers i'm not rooting for them at all um yeah i think i, I think, I think I, it's the best I, fit for us honestly yeah i mean it's it's certainly nice to get him uh out of washington i i like too that he and bradley beal parted on on good terms but um i just think style play wise i think so lebron's 36 and he's not the best player on the team anymore. In my opinion, it's, it's Anthony Davis when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Russell Westbrook just can't shoot. And, and traditionally like either Russ is going to have to learn how to shoot or LeBron is going to have to play different because it normally it's the LeBron drive and kick, you know, Anthony Davis plays the power forward now or wants to where he can hang out on the wing and catch, catch and shoot threes. Um, normally LeBron it's the driving kick show, but he doesn't have that much shooting around him. He's obviously put some pieces there uh, with Mello, with Malik Monk, and some other guys. Um, I think the best thing that Russ brings them is the motor. You know, mm-hmm. he doesn't miss games, and he plays like he 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 will give LeBron and AD an opportunity to to load manage. Yeah, um, and he's, you know, he's, a play, you he's one like, of those players that can defend a couple positions. Right, and you can just say like, you know what, Russ, tonight you're not going to have LeBron and AD like go get a triple double like just go yep. do go do your thing yeah um, from a season perspective it's definitely gonna help them. that's why i'm saying like it kind of adds up to like lebron you know right there years are ago, pros think, and cons yeah lebron 10 years ago i think this thing explodes like before christmas yeah. mm-hmm. um but lebron at 36 and the way the team kind of like the way he, he just kind of functions now at this point is like i feel like this is almost a good fit i'm um, sure before and, and for me like i don't even think like personality wise it'll clash me i just think like the style of play yeah no that that is understandable i think but it'll be it'll be before christmas before we start seeing this is one of the things i immediately thought of like on paper i I was talking to a lakers fan today that i know like on paper it's a it's a lebron is always able to put together like he's the best gm in the league like he's always Mm -hmm. able to put together this mass amount of talent um but then it's usually like the fit is the problem but by thanksgiving I, I said to my friend, by, I can't wait until Christmas when you guys are complaining that LeBron doesn't have enough help. 
Mm-hmm. And my friend was like, that'll be happening by Thanksgiving. So like, <laughs> it's just, it's so, I mean, you have AD who, you know, hasn't been an MVP, but has been an MVP finalist and, and, you know, as a top five, one healthy player in the league, Russ Westbrook, who's MVP um, and LeBron, who's, you know, who many still say is the best player in the league. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I mean, where it puts them in the title contention, but that'll be interesting. Um, were you disappointed that Chris Paul decided to stay? He's not on our list here, but because um, he didn't really change locations, but yeah. he got the bag and he decided to stay in Phoenix, which wasn't a surprise, but there was the opportunity for him to pair up with LeBron. Yeah, I, like I said, I would have obviously taken him get like going there and just getting a ring because again, he's like one that would have fit probably. Like, Banana really well boy, so all you're missing yeah. was D Wade coming out of retirement to yeah, put the you know the, the Infinity Gauntlet together. Yeah, that I think the hardest part would be if the Lakers do with it here and seeing like Melo celebrate that and like Chris Paul being like, well, you'll, that kind of sucks. But yeah. also the Suns were so fun to watch and it, that did seem like Chris Paul liked it there and they liked him and Booker liked him and like it's helped Booker grow. So it's a, it's one of those things like the Suns could easily go back to at least like like a decent run in the playoffs. They obviously made the finals this and they're going to have like pretty much the same team only getting better because they're all young except for Paul. So it's still a good fit for him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think if you're the Suns, like you had to throw all the money you could at, at him because the players on that team say that the reason we had such a good season this year was because of Chris Paul's leadership or, or the yeah. way that he, he led the team kind of tough though. I, I love, I have to give Chris Paul credit. Um, you know, there are times when you're in control and you try and be a good leader, but there's always that thought of like how is this going to affect me down the line and a couple years ago when he was you know he he's the nba players association president union president um there was once a rule that for 30 for players over 36 they weren't allowed to sign multi-year deals Mm. and chris paul a couple years ago like probably saw Dwayne wade carmelo lebron like all these guys that came in around his draft class and was like we're gonna be playing past 36 and we're gonna be pretty good when we're past 36 so they ixnade that that agreement and chris paul takes advantage and signs a four-year deal and he'll be playing point guard until he's 40 collecting 30 million dollars a year so yeah um yeah i i I don't know i feel like they'll end up regretting that on the back end but it's one of those things where you got to take advantage of that window now after you just get to the finals you can't can't backslide and they're so young that they don't have to resign everyone now. Yeah. Like well, they Booker, already have Booker. a couple of those guys locked up too. They already have Booker and yeah. um, I think Aiton is the big question mark because they don't have him uh, signed yet. But mm-hmm. it will be interesting to see where they fit into that piece next year when they're all healthy. Um, when, when the entire when the West is healthy. Um, we talked about the Celtics a, a little bit uh, earlier, but talking about teams in the East that got better. Mm-hmm. Um, Lonzo Ball go into the bulls and then also demar Derozan. um so quickly the bulls i mean one of the quickest rebuilds that that i've seen in in some time yeah a team that's good i, I feel like good at that like obviously you go you go jordan obviously pretty quick rebuild like they were still good when we were younger even after jordan like for a little bit right then they, they got like, derrick rose then they yeah. got derrick rose and that like that Thibodeau team that like just mm-hmm. couldn't put it together similar to like you know all of the teams in the past and then yeah it's like back again like I guess it's a big market. Big markets usually don't have long down periods. Like even the Celtics, like we, our rebuilds are usually pretty quick. Um, so it makes sense, but I think it's good. Obviously I'm, I'm a huge Zach Levine guy. 99% of the reason is because we were born the exact same day. Um, Interesting. Okay. Both March 10th, 1995. 
Um, there you go. So I, that, I just like always rooted for him. So I guess it's good. It's good to see. Obviously, tough to see an East team get better. Um, I, but, I'm fascinated with like Lonzo. I mean, I've seen him develop since his time on the Lakers, where it seemed like he may have been a bust. Mm-hmm. Um, I think him getting out of LA was probably the best thing for him. I saw that there was a real possibility that if he didn't go to Chicago, that Charlotte was trying to get a sign and trade put together to get him on the Hornets where he would have been, he would have been sharing the backcourt with his brother uh, Lamelo, mm-hmm. And I just think that would have been, that would have been crazy. And then all, all you would have needed was Leangelo to sign to like the G league in, in Charlotte and you know the big baller brand uh five-year plan would have all come together just in yeah. a different on a different coast but yeah uh, I, I don't I think, know i think chicago's still a good fit for him too i because I, I called them big market i think they're the smallest big market big if market, that makes sense because yeah. they're, they're in like the middle quiet. of the country yeah it feels quiet but they're also like chicago is like a city that people always associate with a big market but they're, it's quiet over there Maybe yeah i think it's, not a i think it's an interesting uh um because Zach Levine's a free agent at the end of next season too. So could them signing these guys be sort of insurance? You know, you could look at it, you know, if you're a Bulls fan and you're like glass half full, you could say, you know, this is to entice Zach Levine to stay. You know, mm-hmm. we we have our big three now. This is our young core going into the future. Well, DeMar DeRozan sort of on the back nine, but um, or you could say Zach Levine next year is probably going to want this massive long-term extension. I don't know if they're going to be able to give it to him. He may want to go elsewhere to a team to win right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so could DeMar DeRozan and, and Lonzo Ball be insurance for, for his departure? So yeah. Cause be yeah, I think it's, you think it's, you have to look kind of half full either way, just because it's like you said, it, even at worst he leaves, you still have two good players there and a max contract essentially you could probably give out or close to a max yeah. contract. Um, to someone I, like I said, Chicago is a big market in the day when you, when you compare it on the league. So, and especially based on where you have been the past couple of years, like you've yeah. been, your team has been terrible. And uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be fun to watch. And um, Miami, uh, mm-hmm. who was just in the finals a couple of years ago and and beat the the Celtics with a chance to get there, uh, they're reloading. Uh, so they're uh, they just gave a massive contract extension to Jimmy Butler, mm-hmm. um, and then they re-signed um, Duncan, Duncan Robinson, yeah, who, biggest, uh, was... biggest undrafted free agent signing or re-signing, yeah, I should yeah. say. Um, and so I, I liked him going back there, mm-hmm. uh, but then Kyle Lowry, so another you know point guard on the back nine of his career, leaves Toronto, who's in rebuild mode, and now you have uh, you know. Sort of a big three, I would say, if you're talking um, Lowry, Butler. They have Oladipo, uh, who's a free agent, I believe. Um, and then Bam. So, and, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they they took a pretty big step back this past season uh, due to injury. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm curious to see if, if Kyle Lowry at point guard and giving – uh, Jimmy Butler, that massive extension is going to be something that can catapult them back into the top of the conversation. Yeah. Well, well do you know, I don't remember what Kyle Lowry's deal was, but it, like that, again, he's like one that I thought was pretty expensive for his age um, as well. Cause he's 35. Yeah. Um, well, and, I mean, and he's, a... I don't, I don't know what he really, like they're such a small team. They're, they're like one of the, by far the smallest teams, like one through five in the league. Yeah. Bam, even, even, even Bam like, is like a six, nine. Yeah. 
Yeah, he, he's he's not any. He's sort of you know he's he's built, but he's not like big. Yeah, um, he plays bigger than he is, but he's not yes. the center. Yeah, he's in a, a ver- he's a vertical guy. He doesn't like take up a ton of space in the in the yeah. paint. Um, but yeah, I mean, he they're looking for someone that can handle the ball. That's not you know can handle the ball, but also provide some scoring. Mm-hmm. Which is you know before they had Goran Dragic, um, who like you know could handle the ball. But it, the ball was mainly in Jimmy Butler's hands because he was the one that was doing the scoring. So yeah. I think they're yeah, no, to... it, they are better than they were last year for sure. Yeah, but I've never been high on Kyle Lowry. Just yeah, uh, I'm not a huge fan of small point guards, like mm-hmm. like like small height wise. Um, as we saw with like Kemba Walker, like sometimes there are just things that you can't do in like the paint. Like Kemba Walker, you know, has remarkable handles and uh, uh, you know a, a step back jump shot that you know makes you want to um you know sing when you see it but um yeah there's just something that's makes it difficult for small point guards but he also has some championship experience uh yeah that he'll be able to bring to a young uh young team there yeah they are still young he'll be like the veteran with jimmy obviously um and they yeah. still have tyler hero and they still have a couple uh you know like you said old deep was a free agent but we'll see and then so they're, they are better but just we'll hand yeah they took a major major step up um i i added on here too just a couple of uh we talked about chris paul getting the extension mm-hmm. or re-signing but um a couple of teams committing to their young guys luca and trey both uh you know cool to see you know they're drafted uh three four um now both get their super max extensions and- yeah wasn't trey's like the the biggest for like uh something some weird like rookie some like weird situation that made him like a record holder for biggest contract or something yeah i'm not i'm not sure i didn't i didn't see that i i know that the interesting thing about lucas is like they've had a pretty rough off season in their organization front office wise um apparently like he despises their general manager or something like that or someone that like mark cuban hired uh you know apparently he was trying to he was like coaching luca like off the off the sidelines like at one point and mm-hmm during the season and Luca like turned around and snapped at him and be like, don't you talk to me or something like, um, so I think the problem now or, or the issue now is going to be trying to see these young stars getting some talent around them. Like if you're Zion in the, in the pelt, like Zion sort of losing pieces around him mm-hmm. down there. Um, you know, those are, those are things if you're, if you're paying attention to the NBA next season or, or throughout the rest of the off season, keep an eye on those things because a lot of people you know a lot of people have already booked zion's tickets out of new orleans like yeah they're they've already said he's gonna be the next uh anthony davis you know he, you can either put him on the lakers or put him on this uh like a team in texas or put him on the knicks like um you gotta watch how these small markets take care of their their players so, yeah um, yeah you almost start thinking like design like combined with another small market does he go small market small market like atlanta though and like you know trey young zion obviously they like uh, have... like a mavericks right like yeah, if he yep. if, if he were to go with a luca like like that that's a you know it's not la or new york but dallas is a is a you know a lot of people like going there because there's no um income tax and yep. um and it they they text the texas teams always seem to attract uh big time talent so yeah, that'll be hot, hot nice weather good area yeah yeah like close, you know you're close tax, like you said you're sort of close to miami close to california so um a little halfway point there uh, yeah yeah and like obviously with that with that port uh obviously they're not on the best terms the Kristaps um in dallas so it's like you know you yeah. easily move him 
for Zion or something like that, and you know, all that stuff. But, <clears throat> but yeah, no, I guess the lastly, we can quickly talk about it, but we didn't get, we didn't get better. Uh, <laughs> we're the only team that didn't get, well, we didn't get better. Um, yeah. Tough, uh, tough stretch for the Celtics. Um, they're sort of, I, and again, I, I, the, the NBA has a salary cap, but like, I, I don't know how the Lakers get away with like what they're doing. And we have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart are like our biggest contracts on the team. And we can't like sign players. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on with our cap situation, but um, essentially the Celtics situation is they have a ton of cap space in this, not this season, but the season after, mm-hmm. and they don't want to sign people to essentially like you see a lot of these guys going that are signing two year deals. Like uh, Patty Mills was a guy that just signed or Malik Monk. Like they're all signing these like w- one year plus another year deals. The Celtics can't compete on any of those because they don't want to dry up any of their money in the upcoming season because they're going to have a max spot to fit a third, you know, all NBA type player in there. A lot yeah. of people are talking about Zach Levine. A lot of people are talking about Bradley Beal. Um, yeah. I was looking, I have the list right here. Look, it's a, it's a little outdated this list because Curry just signed a new deal. Oh, true. Um, yeah. Jimmy, he's just signed a new, just Jimmy just signed a new deal. As we talked about Russ obviously just moved. So I don't think he's there, but like, you know, John Wall's got a player option. James Harden has a player option. Durant player option. Beal is who we talked about has a player option as well. Yes, I, I did see. I saw somebody on Twitter the other day connecting the dots that Kevin Durant was going to opt out. It was like Celtics <laughs> fan. Like, like this guy must have just. This guy must have smoked a hell. No, no, nothing screams a good fit for Durant like Boston media. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, it's just like I, I, whatever that guy was smoking, like I wanted some of it. Where he was just like, it, it was that scene of the guy from uh, Always Sunny, like just mm-hmm. putting together the dots of. Uh, um kd opting out of brooklyn and then coming to the celtics but um yeah the celtics got worse you know they lose kemba um Mm -hmm. and they lose evan fournier so you know they're gonna you're gonna watch them over the next couple of weeks add on some smaller pieces uh here or there but they need some shooting to spread the floor around uh tatum brown but it sort of seems like you know you hate to give into the narrative of you know the seasons can be defined before you know you even hit the court in october but um it sort of seems like we're punting this year which is yeah. uh, unfortunate it sort of seems like we're retooling and trying to save a space for um a, a player in 2022 2023 yeah uh, so we'll see what happens there but yeah yeah it's, it does it does think like you said but like one thing is like we're gonna we're going to be better than last year as long as we're healthy like even though we got worse we're better just by being healthy but that better isn't as good as like you know the Bucks already are. The Nets already are. The the Bulls just got. The Heat just got. Like we we we've regressed and gotten better by just straight injuries at the same time. But and but and, and I also think too. I also think too. Like it'll be fun to watch because it will be with Kemba gone. It's going to be as long again as long as they're healthy. It's going to be more on Tatum and Brown. Like it's you're gonna yeah. essentially our improvement is is going to be based on can tatum and brown take that another step forward they've done it every year this past year obviously dealing with some injury issues but they both really looked noticeably improved so that'll be fun to monitor yeah. as as we move forward there the time lord can he take a step up and be a legit nba center he was already yeah. sure, he already showed defensively yeah. he can but he still needs to do a little bit more offensively and stuff like that for but, sure yeah good point um but yeah, moving on from basketball to basketball. Uh, 
we have the Olympics, uh, as we said, uh, or Steve said at the start of the podcast, they were played at, you know, 1am last night. They won, beat Spain. Um, moving on to the semis. Ricky Rubio. Yep. Um, yeah, but yeah, on to the semifinal. So again, you know, sky is falling a couple weeks ago on this podcast mm-hmm. and, uh, um, now it's not, not that we were feeling that way, but that, that was just the consensus after losing a couple of consecutive exhibition games. But uh, and then the yeah. one that really is the one non-exhibition game that really like started throwing things for a loop. Yes, it was like okay, they're actually. Um, but yeah, KD is apparently like just he's looking like the best player in Olympic history. Like I, I, Melo has the title for like best player in Olympic history for the men just because of like how long he's played. Um, but KD is now getting up there. So I don't even know who they play next or when their next game is. I was, trying to, um, I was, I was literally just trying to look this up here. Um, I think because, um, again, they just beat Spain, um, and that puts them in the, the final four for that. So I'm not not exactly certain about who it is that they play next. It, it could yet to be decided because they may have to play it uh, – play the game tonight but it'll yeah. be interesting to see what uh no they're all done all the quarterfinals are done france beat italy australia beat argentina and slovenia beat germany so it's either slovenia france or australia okay slovenia it's australia it's australia Lu- so it's australia okay. and they play thursday at 12 15 a.m yeah so it- that'll be it and i think australia we we had already played them i think in like one of the um lead-up games mm-hmm. like like one of the warm-up games but slovenia on the other side of the bracket they got luca luca's just been carrying that country on its back i, I yeah. mean that would be fascinating to to watch so uh, versus france which is a little bit more of a team oriented game obviously four names but yeah four. hopefully one day you know hopefully one of these i mean they they should just I don't know. They need to make those guys over there in Tokyo. It's such a like an American attitude, but like they ought to have those guys over there play at like 3 a.m. their time just so we can we can watch well, the game. Here's what I was gonna say because it's gonna go into the next topic too. We're, we uh, with in the Olympics, U.S. women's soccer got knocked out early, yeah. and that um, was that was like four o'clock in the morning. Four o'clock in the morning game. So the other semifinal, France Slovenia, tips off at 7 a.m. But U.S. Australia tips off at 12:15. If you flip those. France and Slovenia tip off at 12.15 our time, which is like 7 a.m. their time. Yeah. Or 6 a.m. for France, 7 a.m. for Slovenia. And then United States would tip off at 7 a.m. our time in Australia. I don't, I couldn't even guess where their time zone is, but it's just weird. It's like, yeah, and then the same thing happened with the USA game. So I, I, I tried to wake up for it. Couldn't at four, obviously. They lose. But when I did wake up at eight, the other game, it was like Australia versus uh, Sweden was kicking off. I was like, why didn't you just flip those two? to get the most eyeballs on it. It just doesn't make sense. So obviously it's American take to say like, why what just make the guys in Tokyo play at 3 a.m. But it's like, there are scheduling things that they could have done differently. To yeah. Match up I mean, we just, the we just want to see our athletes country. compete. We yeah. just want to see our athletes compete. I think that's honestly one of the reasons why I feel so detached is because one, I can't find, I can't find the, the freaking game. Like I, I can't, uh, the other night, like 1240 <laughs> and the like USA basketball or whatever tweeted out two separate, like posts one saying that the game was on nbc sports like the the um the channel yeah and then they sent out another one that said the game was on peacock and the game was actually on peacock so like and again i just i haven't gotten around to downloading it yet and the only reason i would download it is for the olympics but mm-hmm. uh I, i'm just expecting like my youtube tv nbc package is gonna allow me to watch the games i actually want to watch instead i get you know rifling and and you know uh whatever you call it at uh 
midnight. But, yeah. you know, even tonight, like they're playing uh, Simone Biles ended up participating in one of the events and they're showing a rerun of it at eight o'clock tonight. So like, I don't know, but you wake up in the morning, you already know what happened. So what's the point of, like, yeah. Yeah. I get, I get why they put the reruns on. It's better to have the reruns than not have them, but it also is like, it's, it's whatever. Why aren't they doing that for like the other things though? Like why didn't, why didn't yesterday at seven o'clock at night or whatever, they put the women's soccer game on. I don't know. I, they've done it for a bunch of things. I don't know why it's pick and choose or whatever. Because I'm assuming. Yeah. I think if you maybe go to the Olympics channel, maybe maybe it's only be. for like the meddling stuff. Could know. be. And there are so many events. It's like, but yeah, let's you know they know which ones are obviously the bigger pull in the viewers. So the um, women now can only play for the bronze medal, right? Yes. Yep. And they lost their goalie in the, that game as well. Um, she's entered and out for the bronze medal game. Um, oh. But I also knew going in that we weren't, we shouldn't bend the favorite going in. Um, why, why is that? Just, just like, because of, like, I mean, the our, be- our best players are like 37 and above. Very old, very mm. old team with a bunch of young players that will be good again, but they just haven't faced up the old players yet. So I, I, I knew we were going to struggle. Are you about to deliver a hot take that this is the end of women's soccer as we know it? No, because we have wicked good young talent. They just don't play because the old talent's still good, but they're just not as good as they used to be. Like Carly yeah. Lloyd, even Alex Morgan coming off of having a kid, which is crazy. Yeah. Megan Rapino's old. Um, and like all they're like good, even Julia Ertz is a little bit older and like, and their defenders and goalies are all mid thirties and above. It's just not as young as they were. So it's just, you think Hope Solo would still be, you think Hope Solo, if she didn't like assault her boyfriend would still be like hanging around. Yeah. I don't know how old she is, but I, I would imagine so. Cause I assume she's like around their age. Like, I don't know. Like, um, but she's yeah, 40, between so that, yeah, so probably she might've been, she, is this is probably 40. This probably would have been her last one. Cause I think the, yeah, I think, I think the, uh, one. With like repeat starter is starter is like forty as well. She's thirty three actually. I thought she was a little bit older. Gotcha. Um, but we also had some other soccer stuff. Uh, yes. Let's cram it all in, Rob. All the <laughs> soccer, all the soccer chat. Um, yes. But the I, U.S. is back. I'm actually wearing a. I didn't mean to. I'm wearing like a U.S. soccer uh, shirt right now. Um, but the Gold Cup final happened. World, right? Currently, the ninth best soccer team in the world, which is crazy. Um, according to FIFA rankings, which is insane to think about. But, yes, we had the Gold Cup, um, and we won. We beat Mexico again. Um, it was both of our B teams. Um, actually, it was Mexico's A team minus two injuries, and then our B team because our A team is, you know, playing in Europe right now mm. um, and didn't, and didn't uh, was, weren't able to play in this. But it was cool to see. I, I had no expectations. We talked about it, I think, on the show. I had no expectations coming into the tournament because I wasn't sure. Yeah. Um, because it was a truly our B team and other teams were fielding pretty much the A teams and CONCACAF is just so weird. Um, and everything can happen. So it was it was actually very big for the United States, and I know a lot of people watching, even you were watching, obviously. Yeah. Um, so it's crazy. It was fun. Yeah. It was fun. It was, a good it was game. uh even like the um you know, from what you were telling me and from the what the commentator saying, like um, you know, it being against Mexico, which who is like our chief rival, like in um mm-hmm when it comes to soccer like that was cool the the fashion of the game like what was it it was pretty it was towards the end of the second extra time right was yep. it or, or was it yes yeah, uh, second no it's like uh, beginning of the second one so, yeah that's what i, I thought it was the minute. beginning of the second yeah, yeah. um so yeah it was it, or 118 one, one of the two yeah it was um it was a, a fun game they had a lot of chances too we had we had talked about that that missed uh, um, basically like wide open shot at the beginning. Yeah, very that early. Guy, guy missed it. Um, yeah. But yeah, seemed like a fun atmosphere. I mean, wasn't that like our second uh, 
feel like a month ago we were talking about the u.s winning some tournament yeah uh, that was a newer tournament and that was our a team so that one felt like huge because it was mexico it was literally mexico's best versus our best mm-hmm. like head to head and we beat them what was that called again uh like, it was like the the nation the Concacaf nations league okay um it's like right. this it was just like a new tournament there's a whole lot well, let's just say well didn't yeah didn't you sort of say and again this is me like as an outsider soccer fan perspective but it sort of seemed like the u.s creating a tournament that like they know they can win or something like that well i don't know i don't know i haven't looked into the purpose of that tournament yet because it just like Mm -hmm. i think it was just because the um europe was doing like euro their euro qualifying at the time so like everyone's on break anyways like internet it's called international break at soccer they usually take like two weeks to three weeks off to do a couple they fit in a couple international games gotcha okay. so i think they just planned it they're like oh the players will be on break anyway so let's just put it makes in, like, sense because like like you said we didn't have our a team because they were for the for this gold cup because yeah. they had gone back to europe to yeah, play their training camp their training camps but back when the euros play. back when the euros were happening they those european leagues were on pause well, so, Euro, yeah, Euros happens during the summer when everybody's on pause, except for the MLS, obviously. Right, like, so that's probably up. why we squeezed in that, like, random tournament to get, like, our A-team a chance to play. Well, that tournament happened way before Euros, because Euros happened oh, last, last okay. month. Euros was last month. This tournament was, I think, April or May. Oh, was um, it? Yeah, because dur- this tournament was during, like, their season still going on. Okay. Right. Um, or just as it was ending, as it was co- coming to the end. But I don't really know the purpose of that tournament. It was weird. People don't like that the gold cup happens every two years instead of four years um because the euros is every four years alternating with like the olympics like they just one year off of each other but gotcha okay so if we could be a little bit biased too it was great day for new england um yeah a couple new england revs the goalkeeper uh, the now like essentially usa's number two or number one depending on how the season Mm -hmm. goes is from new england the 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 guy who won best young player from canada is on new england as well um another New new england rev got subbed in at the end of the game um, he's like a new like center back, and then the guy who scored is from Arlington, Mass. And so, um, and the Revs are in first place, right? And the Revs are in first place in the MLS by a good amount. The entire so. league, or just the their entire? The, no, the entire league now. Wow. So plenty of time to hop on the bandwagon there. What uh, what's next for for men's soccer? Like, what's the next uh, qualifying? As, Qualifi- as, as a casual fan, like, what should I be looking forward to? World World Cup qualifying coming fall. September, I think, is the first game. November, I think it said right. Like, November was it November, not September. I can't. I can never yeah. remember. And I, I thought it, I thought it was before. like right before. Uh, I I imagine it's probably like a right around Thanksgiving. I think it said November twenty fourth. That think, makes was... sense. Yeah, that's around when they do their first international break because then they go hard. Like the other leagues go hard around Christmas time to get fit so in that'll a bunch be of games. But yeah, so that'll be like truly qualifying for the Olympics. But like I said, they've changed it, so it's essential. Like essentially, there's nothing we can do to not make it. Right. Um, but it'll still be some fun games because it'll be against Mexico, Canada. Honduras and all, all the all the teams in our region that are we just played against, so it just yeah. creates some good games. And this next World Cup will be big for U.S. soccer because it's the one before they come to the U.S., right? Yep. Yeah, this one's at the one in Qatar in like the winter um, instead of the summer. Right, uh, and then and then they come <clears throat> come to the U.S. And this one's really good. Like yeah, sure. people joke and say, like, oh, we'll have a chance at it. It's like more. This will be good because none of our guys right now that are going to be on the team have ever played in a World Cup hmm. before because they just none of them were here four years ago. So except for not enough. Pulse must have played, but oh, we didn't qualify, but he would have like he's played like some big tournaments, so yeah, it's yeah. I think really the last time we were the last time we years. were in a world, the last time we were in a world cup, he was probably like in high, like well, early on in high yeah, school, seven years ago. I think he's 22, so yeah, yeah he would have been like 15, 16, yeah. So, yeah, so all, all these guys, like, there's 
I mean, one of the guys who scored in this tournament was he's, he just turned 20. So, mm. you know, seven years ago, he was 13 in like an AAU team. So it'll be good. Like the, the whole Qatar World Cup is literally just going to be like as high as we finish as, as high, happy as I am. Like there's no like expectation for me. All right. That's, that's good to know. So uh, can stay tuned to that. I think it'll be, it'll be a fun, you know, football uh, Thanksgiving, like is usually like traditionally like football, you got like mm-hmm. the first, first checkpoint for hockey and basketball. Um, and then you'll have, you'll be mixing in some world cup qualifying uh, in there. So that'll be yep. fun to, to tune into. Yep. Um, and then moving on to football, the American one. Uh, we have training camp reporting back for that as well. As I just said, soccer training camp coming back. So it was NFL big news. We talked about last week of was players showing up. And now the news this week is players getting injured. So um, the Colts have been decimated already. Uh, both, you know, um, Quentin Nelson and Carson Wentz go out with five to five to 12 week injuries. Uh, the cat, the classic five to 12 week injury. Well, I mean, it was, it was only like, it was only it would have been more funny if the injuries were switched like Quentin Nelson their best lineman like gets injured yeah and then and then Carson Wentz is like yeah I'm gonna like see you in a couple months like when he's back yeah um, I still think yeah, that's what it was like offensive linemen play through like obviously injury all the time and stuff like that I, I feel like if Carson Wentz doesn't get injured Quentin Nelson just doesn't get injured either yeah um, and now we got we got quarterbacks uh coming out of the woodworks fighting for that job we had uh the clip of mm-hmm. uh Big Dick Nick you know just putting it slamming it on the table uh you know he was he was probably asked a question about like hey how are your throws today and he starts going off on i am still a bear (laughs) right on an oscar worthy monologue um talking about like how he can you know he has a great relationship with that coach we've Mm -hmm. accomplished amazing things i am still a bear but we've accomplished amazing things together as a coach and then i saw um today before recording this i was like i saw somebody flirting with the idea on twitter yesterday or like in the past couple days and i was like haha like you know good one uh but then i saw philip rivers being like i'm ready i'm ready oh, yeah, yeah. i saw him say it i was like oh my god i i mean it, was, it would be classic classic cults they get everything that they deserve after uh like snitching on the pats and that in, in that game but uh everything that everything that's coming to them is 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 what they deserve but like carson went available I mean, Carson Wentz, that is just after everything that you gave up to get him, knowing what he was beforehand. Uh, I mean, he just seems like he's made of glass. Yeah, outside of the fact like that, like the historic of like just keep getting injured. I mm. think it's like a positive, honestly. I still think the Colts were second best in that division, just the tight because the Titans getting yeah. bad, better. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and the just the division's getting better. Obviously, Jacksonville getting better as well. So I still, yeah. but I still think they were second best because they have a really good defense, really good offensive line. And I think this would have been a good year for Wentz. Now they save the first round pick because he goes to a second round pick because he's not, he just can't play 70% of the snaps because he's going to miss too much time. Um, so they, that saves him an extra pick there or, or at least a better pick. Mm. He still come, come uh, it's five to 12. So if he comes back and well, even 12 weeks from now is still only halfway through the season yeah. because it's 12 weeks from now, um, not 12 weeks from when the season starts. So now he gets a, they're going to probably be mathematically eliminated if it's halfway through the season or, or close to it. If they don't find some quarterback, like a Nick Foles comes in. Honestly, they should just throw it like Sam Ellinger, the rookie, and just like lose a bunch of games and just. Yeah, I think Jacob good. Eason right now is like who, he's the second the string. That, yeah, like, he's like he's only like in his right second now. or third year, um, yeah. and then they just drafted like the QB out of Texas, who wasn't even supposed to like really get drafted. So, but then Carson Wentz could come back in like week eight or nine, have zero pressure, mm. and just like learn the system, get better, and then come back next year. It's like outside of like Ty 
Hilton and like maybe Quentin Nelson. Like they don't have a ton of like crazy old players. Like they're going to yeah. be just as good next year. And now you get like, it's I don't know if though. you want to look at it, the positive, but yeah, the no, issue I, is I that he's made a goal. the issue is that it's a reoccurring injury now at this point. Right. And I just think too, like you're, you're passing up. Like, I mean, they have a roster from top to bottom. That seems like they're only missing a quarterback between like making a legit run at the, like the deep into the postseason yeah. and yeah. the quarterback, you know, since Andrew Luck was retired has been, well, even since having Andrew Luck when he couldn't stay on the field, like has been the one thing that they have not been able to get right since losing Peyton Manning. Like, yeah, like that's it. it they've been able to put a good, like once they fixed out, once they fixed the line issue and stopped getting Andrew Luck murdered. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they've just now their quarterbacks just can't stay on the field. So that's been tough. Um, trying to think other, other news. Uh, related well, the, to the, the Vikings quarterbacks are all out with COVID. Yeah, close contact. Um, so they have like no one practicing right now at the QB position. Lamar uh, Jackson's out for ten days, I think too. I wasn't sure what that was about, but um, I, I imagine it might be COVID related because it said like it's a ten day, it's a ten day thing. Yeah, so probably yeah, probably there's the bunch of COVID stuff I saw like a couple of them. Just a lot of people not practicing. Swag Kelly did tell the league that he is vaccinated, so he's ready to go. Um, I don't even know if you know who Swag Kelly is, but. Uh, I'm trying. I'm he, really pulling Chad, right Chad now. Ke- I don't know if you know Chad Kelly. He was a he was like a backup QB that like got highly drafted. Um, what team but, is he on? He's not on a team. Oh, he, he oh, hasn't been on. on. He he's just like one of the like one of those names. Like we're talking on we're talking on we're talking free agents right now. Like for well, undrafted free agents. Thro- throw a QB like a backup QB out like a TJ Yates like a like you know just okay. all the like a, even Brock Osweiler like all those yeah. just random QB names they could throw out. He's one of them, and he tweeted out today that he's vaccinated. Um, okay. Just in case anyone's looking for him, uh, right. Put but, it in the bio. Uh, that was more of a funny thing, just because like I imagine we're gonna see that with like a lot of like these training camp guys being like, "Hey, I'm I'm vaccinated. You might as well just give me a shot. Like, I, you might as well bring me in." We saw Jameis Winston, who that press conference that just looked like he, you know he looked like a uh, he looked like me the first time I taught a class it was just like <laughs> spewing big words and knowledge, um, you know, and just trying to get it out there as quickly as possible. Yeah, yeah, he's he's ready to go uh we'll see that that'll be fun. i just can't wait to watch him like just either implode or like something you think he, is he definitely the quarterback i think so or is it Taysom hill i don't know or i think it'll, i think it'll be a lot of Taysom hill but not as quarterback i think how they use him when breeze is there interesting yeah. i think I, at least you you see deshaun, I, I saw reports of deshaun watson too he's playing like defensive back like third string defensive back like during yeah. practice like just yeah, but today I think the pads went on today. So yeah, and he wasn't there. That'll be interesting to see. Yeah, and he was not participating today. Um, was not there. Um, there on the we first go. day of pads. So, honestly, surprising that he's even on the field. I mean, the guy has like twenty something sexual assault allegations against yeah. him right now, and it's it amazes me that he's like that the NFL hasn't stepped in and be like, yeah, this guy probably shouldn't be practicing until we f- square this stuff. Away. Yeah, it's probably a tough precedent too. It's like. They got to report. They but you can't report all this stuff. Like it, it is allegations at the end of the day, as of now. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like, where's the precedent of like just because like someone claims something, do we take them off the field and stuff like that? It's just training camp. It's, it'll be much more interesting as it wraps up to like like we're starting to get preseason games traveling. And all I just know the NFL safe. like being as such an upstanding and full of integrity league that it is. True would uh, would want to you know stand mm-hmm. by that. But again, you yeah, know, they, four game suspension. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll we'll cut that in half. Um, but speaking of the Patriots, uh, 
quarterback battle. Just a quick update on that. Um, it's sounding like Cam Newton's going to be the starter. Uh, yeah. Everything that really comes out of Belichick's mouth seems like, um, you know, he literally said like uh, Cam Newton's like our number one quarterback. Um, I've heard good things about Mac Jones. I've also heard that he's made some, you know, typical rookie mistakes. And it seems like Bill is going to have enough of an excuse to be like, I'm just going to, I'm going to go with, with Cam again. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I saw, like, I don't pay attention to training camp videos at all, but I saw Cam Newton throw the ball, like, 40 yards in the air without it dropping. Um, so that was, like, a step forward. So we have at least that going for us. But it's always, like, one of those weird things. It's, like, Mac Jones, first up, was it's not Trevor Lawrence at the end of the day. It's not, like, a guy who's, like, and it wasn't supposed to be, like, NFL. Step in day ready, one. And yeah, ready day one. So it's, like, it's not, we're expecting this anyways. But I did hear from like Peyton today in an interview, like saying like he thinks every like rookie QB, if you think he's going to be the guy, should should play the full first season, um, mm, no matter what happens. He said like that because like obviously he's historically has like the worst rookie season of all time. Yeah, with interceptions. He has the record for interceptions by a rookie, um, which will just never be broken because like he said like they they're either gonna they don't start until halfway through the season, right because they don't they, play they, enough yeah, or yeah. they yank or they yank them. Um, so, but it, it is interesting to hear like a take from a former QB saying like. Just all these guys should start if you have yeah trial by fire like get the most the only way you're going to figure out if your guy has is it is if they play but i mean i i don't pay attention to a lot of this news that comes out of camp like from the mike reese's and stuff like that Mm because it's usually just like you know every every team reporter right now is being like you know is reporting that their team has like plans to make a Super Bowl run. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, so. it's training camp. Everything looks good. Like, right, everything looks I've good. I've seen like a thousand videos of every single team's quarterback bombing right. like seventy yards to like a, one of their fastest wide receivers. Everybody's lost twenty pounds or put on twenty pounds of muscle. You know, everybody's in the best shape of their lives. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we see the same exact Cam Newton in this upcoming start of the season and him be the starter. And I, I'm still sort of banking on that theory that. Um, Cam will be the starter until we pay uh, uh, once we get through the the Bucks and Brady, yeah, week four, and yeah. then we'll hand it over to Mac Jones. So we'll yeah. see him in the the second two thirds of the the season. So yeah, either way, it'll be it'll be interesting. Obviously, we're just excited for NFL to come back and everything. Like for sure, yeah, game uh, game on Thursday. So which I'll I I refuse to watch the Hall of Fame game. Yeah, there's just yeah, I would never like I, I don't know. I I hardly watch like I don't watch preseason games either, but. Um. Yeah, moving on quickly though, baseball did have some moves. Their their uh, trade deadline came and went. Um, really big name moves. Obviously, I think one of the big takeaways is that the Cubs are done. the The World Series champion Cubs are now done. Tough. They have traded everyone: Schwarber, Baez, Rizzo, and Bryant. Yeah. All gone. All to different teams. John Almost Lester too gone. Yeah, John true. Lester. True. Um. Yeah. Tough. Tough for them. Uh. You know they they had a core that looked like it could have been a dynasty and weren't really able to figure out the pitching side of it. So that, uh, that certainly sucks. Mm-hmm. We've all, um, everyone's been there at one point in their life. Like the team, like even the Red Sox, like when they, when, you know, they put together the 04 run, the 07 run, all that stuff. Yeah. And then that dynasty, like well, eventually that's got to come to an end. Or you guys oh, I mean, some of these guys. Yeah. Like when we traded, we traded Mookie Betts and like yeah. that was that, that sucked. Um, so, I mean, I, I, you know, I've had nothing against the Cubs ever. Like I've, they were sort of like 
they were the next like lovable losers after yeah. the Red Sox. So yeah, they, they had you know, sort of very similar and based story. Yeah, we sort of felt for them. Rizzo, like he, he obviously has a great story, was in our farm system. Um, Chris Bryant, like how the Cubs sort of fucked him over to like keep him in the minors longer. And he he basically said to the league, he's basically said to the Cubs, like, I'm going to become a free agent at, at the end of this year and I'm not taking a discount, like, because mm-hmm. you guys fucked me over, like, when I was in, in the minor leagues. Um, and so they were like, all right, well, we're not going to pay you what you want. So we're going to trade you. So it has to suck. I mean, yep. and it really, it just comes down to money. So like at the end of the day, it's like, especially in a, in a sport like baseball where there is no salary cap, like it's kind of, kind of tough to see, but Red Sox themselves, like they didn't make a ton of moves. They got Schwarber, um, to provide some added offense. He's going to play first base and he hasn't played first base in a couple of seasons. Um, went out and got a reliever but other than that um the rest of the, d- the division got better uh in the blue jays and the yankees um red sox are a game back of first place i think right now and the yankees are about six or seven back um so your two main competitors got better while you sort of stayed pat and and the the red sox are basically betting on chris sale to come back and look I was like say chris, chris sale. sale's coming back yeah yeah, in a couple in uh, within the next like two to three weeks, I think you'll have Schwarber and Sale back. So they're essentially saying, I, and I hope that they're right, but we'll see what happens. Is that you know their philosophy was we're going to get essentially a trade deadline acquisition in Chris Sale mm-hmm. and not have to give anything up for him. So and yeah. that's the thing that they need the most is pitching. Yeah, Max Scherzer get traded in a deal that I thought like David Stern needed to come in and veto. They you know. To the Dodgers, you had Max Scherzer and Trey Turner, who's one of the best shortstops in the league. Um, you had Jose Barrios uh, go to – can't remember. I think it was Toronto. Um, so, yeah, lots of teams getting better, and mm-hmm. the, South, uh, the Red Sox sort of stayed pat. Yep. We'll have to see how that goes. But, yeah, it's a time of year where things are starting to ramp up. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll get the playoff uh, push in, in now. Yeah, get toward the end of the season there. Um a situation. I guess if you want to open this one up here, though, there was an interesting hockey story that had come out about Evander Kane. Um, yeah, I felt like Benning. it was I felt like it was a good crossover of, uh, and we can just quickly go through it. But uh, I felt like it was a good crossover of sports and internet, um, and sort of like this is a story that's gonna I feel like take a wild ride to it. But um, on Saturday, his uh, wife, uh, so Evander Kane. Uh, is he still playing the Sharks? Uh, yes, yeah. Um, but Evander Kane's wife, Anna, uh, alleged that he bet w- using bookies, uh, on Sharks games mm-hmm. and threw them for gambling purposes. So, like in sports, that's a that's like a death penalty if if true. Um, and in response, Kane posted on Twitter that he's never been in hockey, including Sharks games, um, and that he's never thrown a game. Uh, Vander Kane like has had a history with some gambling related uh, debt related issues. Um, had to go to court over some unpaid debts. Um, so now the NHL is investigating and trying to figure out: Has he bet on hockey games? Uh, has he? done anything to influence those games uh in an unethical manner Mm -hmm. and um uh, there was also a report too that his players are 
like they want nothing to do with him, which you said, cause you follow hockey closer uh, that he doesn't have the best reputation or he's not huge amongst people in the league. Yeah. I don't know too much about him, but I've always known that like the talent versus the person has never been like on par. Like every team wants him cause he's, he's very good, mm. but like they're, they're not, it's, I don't know how to describe it, but like basically just, yeah, he's never been really well liked. Uh, yeah. Amongst Walker, his peers. From what I've heard. Yeah. yeah. From what I've heard. Okay. So, so interesting situation we'll have to follow. I mean, I don't know. I mean, this would be the first player in our lifetime, right? That I think would get like a, on this scale would get nailed for something like this. I yeah. Mean, we, While playing. We still talk least. about P Rose, but like, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Even P Rose, as, like they always say, like he bet on, he if he bet on his team, it was to win. There's also reports that like Evander Kane was betting on his team to lose. And then also playing not well um, in those Damn, games. I mean, like, he is be... like one of the better players, obviously. Like, well, I now I bet you like player. people are going back and like, because you know, like people have the time for this, but they're probably like shuffling through his old like game film and like yeah. seeing like were there moments where he sort of had an unnatural act or something. Um, yeah. I mean, you probably check stat lines too, like just like how he's, you know, if he's on a tear and then all of a sudden just yeah. like they, they're like the huge betting favorite or whatever and then they lose or something. So, you know, listen couples therapy probably would have been a lot better off than yeah whatever. i mean they are getting divorced he did say in his statement that it is is soon to be ex-wife um, tough tough to see so there is probably part of that too she's not happy so she you know she can easily has the proof of gambling because there is proof there that he's gambled obviously he has a whole court case paying back debts gambling debts so she's which that even surprises me that surprises me too like i just i just felt like gambling with athletes was just like a, it's like a thing you don't do like yeah it's especially sort of like, especially you know to what well, i don't know what the the court hearing was, but you know, especially a couple of years ago when gambling wasn't yeah. federally legal or legal in any states. Now I think we're about to see like it's going to be trickier. Going It'll be interesting. It's going to be legal in all these states. Yes, yeah. With gambling becoming more prevalent, I mean, you're gonna pretty soon you're gonna be able to like fans will be able to gamble from their seats in the stadiums. Um, yeah. I mean, you already so, can if you live in a state that allows it. Right, right, right. Well, I'm talking like like some stadiums are gonna like implement like oh yeah real, like real time yeah. things in your your seats. So yeah, that will be interesting. But I just thought it was an interesting situation um, that we can sort of see unfold over the uh, the next couple of weeks. Yeah, months. and like you said, this is the first time while they're playing at least since Pete Rose. Um, allegations of the bets so yeah first that, first one that i first one certainly that i can think of but um but yeah so that's uh that's mainly it for the, the sports topics today yeah yep uh you have a couple maybe a new segment alert um yeah new new segment alert here on the because of the internet podcast um internet hall of fame so we all know these uh viral moments throughout the history of the internet you know you're uh charlie bit my finger your uh back it up terry like you Mm -hmm. know these viral moments that happen on on twitter and and not even necessarily like they're pieces of content that are done on purpose but it's just things that you had to be there on twitter like Mm -hmm. we have our how is twitter free segment which is more of like the here and now you know we are essentially like putting a stamp on on those things but the internet hall of fame, which we're going to start inducting moments into is basically when we see something, a classic internet moment come back into the spotlight in in current day, because everything always ends up recycling around. And for some reason it's, it's randomly trending. Um, You know, we'll induct it into the, the internet hall of fame here on, on the podcast. Uh, today's winner um, or today's inductee 
is uh, a moment that I saw live. Yep. And uh, it was... Yeah, this was... I, I do remember this moment on Twitter, too. It was crazy. Truly special uh, from a couple of years ago. NBA All-Star. I have zero clue why it was trending uh, a couple of days ago. Um, but it was, and it was fantastic to see. So I'll uh, uh, share my screen here. Oh, I meant you give you you're beating me to the punch here. There you go. Oh, good. Um, so throwback to when Fergie sung the national anthem at the uh, NBA All Star Game. I think it was a couple of years ago. Um, but for those of you listening, it, it's a beautiful visual, but just listening is, is, is good enough. So sensual. Chance the rapper can't contain himself. Chris Rock's face. Uh, it's so good that it was an all-star game too because you get you know you got Steph LeBron like and then also the crowd like outside of a playoff game that is one of the best times like that could have happened because you have just the amount of celebrity eyeballs Draymond like right there obviously as well it's it's one of those things too like um as former like it's it's one of the things about sports where it's like the little kid in you can never be fully gone uh, because I, I feel like, you know, speaking from personal experience, like I've been in those situations where you have you're standing on the line and someone singing the national anthem just brutally. And, you know, it's you you're trying not to disrespect them. You're trying not to disrespect yourself and your team. But you just can't like, you know, you're you're sitting there as a teenager just giggling with your friends. Um, but it did inspire something i really i tweeted this when i saw it um that i really think that we you know lots of controversy over the national anthem and all this stuff over the past couple years um i really think that we missed a moment to do a cultural reset and to make this the new uh the new national anthem this is from the warriors locker room uh, in the days following it You just got KD, Steph Curry, Draymond, Kevon Looney just chilling in the ice tubs right now going in. They were so – the Fergie's husband, I believe it was, was so embarrassed by that video that, like, they apparently took legal action against the Warriors. and For laughing. And for, for, like, publicly yeah, yeah, yeah. embarrassing Fergie, but – um, imagine that 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 remix is like what's being played at the olympics today like now like we're obviously in olympic time where the national anthems get played a ton imagine yeah. that just like you know like someone bio is about to about to go on like the bar or something like that and all of a sudden there's a remix pops off <laughs> the I, 
I mean, again, I remember the moments on Twitter when it was happening and I just, it, it's a beautiful thing when the country can just unite around something and it united against Fergie and her decision to, to do the national anthem, that style. Um, it's always funny too, because the, the production of the national anthem is always something that is under a microscope at every sporting event. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think over the last 10 years, that's the most disrespectful thing anybody's done during the anthem um, <laughs> that, that we've seen. I so. mean, you have LeBron flow just laughing, like not even trying to hold it back, just laughing. It, oh yeah. I mean, I'm sure he was probably like talking at like a room level, like, like, <laughs> like voice during that, during that time, he just had such little dis- uh, respect for, but Jimmy Kimmel's face at the end with just like yep. a pure, like he just a stare that he knew Chris rocks is my favorite though. Like he's just like, what is this woman doing? Um, <laughs> But yeah, great stuff. So Fergie, not NBA All-Star National Anthem, is our first inductee into our Internet Hall of Fame. Wow. Yeah. Yes, and I think that's a good example because it's, you know, that that, that would have been, you know, either a topic or a tw- tw- tweet of the week at the time if, if we're doing the show. Um, but it's it's now made its rounds again. That's like, that's how you know. If it makes it around a second time, it hasn't just gone into like the goldfish memory that is Twitter. Right. Then you know it's a legit video and i'm sure and if, if we don't have a, it might not be weekly if not and if it is or if we decided it weekly we can easily find some old ones that maybe don't do the rounds all that often or or we've missed they've done the rounds for their year already um but they usually don't like you know around but they usually fit or, this is the weirdest one because it, it it's i had no like, clue nba's I, over all-star right. games like not even close and it I wasn't mean, it like an anniversary Olympics, but it's not like a national anthem sort of thing like a lot of times like the anniversary because like because it's always funny to see how things start trending on twitter because it'll be like one person will mention mention something and, and then people like, oh, will start reacting that. to yeah, it yeah. yeah um so like a lot of times you see on like anniversaries like that something like that will start trending but it wasn't even it no, wasn't even all, it was that, in so. october obviously because the all-star game i had uh, uh, i think it was that was like it was in 2018 february it's usually yeah. february is, is yeah. when the all-star game is. but yeah, yeah i had no clue when it was but yeah that's uh, you know um we, you can't forget our history rob uh, you always gotta pay respects to the history um so yeah you know when we see those things cycle back into the the feed there and start trending we'll uh we'll give it its proper recognition yes and then now you know moving on to current times some tweets we found this week that you know maybe don't always have like we'll, we'll know going in that aren't going to be internet hall of fame but they're just funny at the time um and then they'll just they'll, they'll come and go as fast uh, or they'll go as fast as they came um, do you want me to go first this one? Yeah, I'll let you yeah. go first. Yeah. So mine is a, you know, just a not a great one. Um, in a couple different ways, I just because it elicits some bad memories from childhood. Okay. Um, I think oh, I haven't hit share screen yet, but I was struggling. I sent you one that would have maybe not been great. Um, as well. Yeah, yeah, that would have. I use that one. <laughs> um. I went with this tweet that I got sent just because someone was making a joke of it because they saw this. And this is a, there's a couple different ways of how is Twitter free come into play. And one of them is when brands don't understand internet culture. Um, and this feels like it fits into the category. Um, there's no point playing the video. It's just they, uh, some restaurants tweet out white chocolate, blue velvet waffles. Um, and just hearing blue waffle. Uh, I remember when that was a thing. Yes, that that's the first time I'm middle school. This is probably the first time I've heard this is why my you saw my face like I was just pure shock. Like this is the first time I've heard that probably in 15 years. Yeah, it was blue waffle, two girls, one cup. And then like those kind of videos that scarred everybody our age groups, middle school years. 
Google was just getting into the schools and everyone's like, oh, just Google this. Like there's they, like, you know, delicious waffles or whatever. And then the Google Blue Waffle, you don't get exactly that. So for me, this brought up, you know, a lot of memories and also visuals. I mean, yeah. it's just a tough visual. I'm going to um, admit right here, Rob, that I, I don't think I've ever seen the whatever caused the original controversy i don't know what it was or what it is um but i'm I not gonna never... explain it either because no well i don't i'm just you I'm can just google that you know. tonight you can google um, it tonight so, so I don't, i'm not gonna get fired here but um i'm just saying like i i think back when it was a thing i was too afraid to mm-hmm. like look it up because of like how horrifying everybody spoke about it yeah that was the issue with this one specifically it was like it almost like it's almost not even as bad as it was made out to be just because it was, this was like one of the ones that was like, Oh, have you Googled this disgusting? Like no one was trying to hide it. Like sometimes you'll get like the ones where the people will be like, Oh, this is like a really cool video and it'll bring you to meat spin. Um, right. Right. It's like an email attachment that like opens up when they say it's something else. Yeah. Uh, but this, this one always felt like the weird one, but, and, and this is, like I said, internet was like pretty new in households for us. Like at least I imagine and, yeah. like, you weren't going to go Google that in your home computer because deleting history was a mess. Right, or you just felt like it was like your computer would just never be the same. But um, I, I always wonder too with like brands like this, because they probably have like an intern that like wasn't even around when this was originally a thing. You know, yeah, I think I mean? that was one of the tweets. Is like when you know, like the marketing team's too young to remember googling it. Yeah, exactly. Like I mean, it's it's sort of like the OGs know, but like y- you can't clown someone for for just never having. Uh, having known it before but. you just please google blue waffle i wonder if i i wonder if the internet's cleaned it up like i bet you can't even google uh, it anymore i bet you it's actually like the food now internet yeah. has been cleaned up quite a bit but that reminds me of just um everything that was like internet 101 sort of like those kind of things and it, i literally just saw it i was dying laughing because if yeah, you googled it or if you remember that era of time if, if you're around our age or even a little probably i i also always wonder like we were in middle school, so it was very much like we were just young and dumb. Like I, I picture like high schoolers. Like imagine if we were in like late high school or even college, like when Internet 101 was around, and like you're just like I can only imagine the stuff they probably saw on the internet. Well, yeah, I, I think, I think it was a coming of age experience for a lot of us. Like, mm-hmm. um, like you said, now the internet sort of is does a much more efficient job of cleaning itself up. Mm-hmm. where it like doesn't allow a lot of those things to spread i'm still surprised twitter's like as like yeah twitter is kind of the wild as... west of you can accidentally slip up and see something you didn't mean to right it's like you know you 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 can't you can't tweet like that you know you don't believe in covid existing but you can watch some some <laughs> some i don't even want to say it but you only fan previews <laughs> yeah i mean it's like it's it's just it's absurd and then like over on instagram it's like you know it's like you sure you want to post that and i'm just like yeah i do um yeah, internet, yeah. instagram is the cleanest of by far um uh, so yeah that was a beautiful throwback there um especially coming off of internet hall of fame talking about yes. two girls one cup um again there's just a there's a generational divide it's like it's like that modern warfare two lobbies and mm-hmm. like uh, you know og hip-hop or like the the big generational divides um so my how is Twitter free tweet of the week? Uh, it's been a I, I almost we almost had to bring back the cancellation vacation uh, for the <laughs> baby. Tough, tough, uh, tough week for the baby. 
Um, if you don't know, he was performing at a, uh, a concert or uh, what do you call those, like festivals or whatever. Um, <laughs> was it Lollapalooza? Lollapalooza was this week. So was it, it. it was one of them, and yeah. he made some very uh, uninformed and derogatory uh, statements against uh, the gay community. Um, oh, he's moved on from Simone. What's that? <laughs> wasn't wasn't he saying something about Simone too before? Like when it first happened, I saw something about that too. Like he was in the news for like a fifteen different I'll things, to, and I couldn't keep. I'll track. have to look. I'll have to look that up. But um, but no, I, I think hip hop has always had an interesting relationship with um with the gay community, and he said some things like basically like you shouldn't show up to my concert like if you um if you have like AIDS or whatever. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just get me to the tweet. Wait, you saw it? No, I said just get me to the tweet. All right. Um, so this this was the uh, this is the tweet I saw, and it I just I just thought I was just classic. You see it? Yes. They say uh, so it says it says they're saying this is about to be the baby and Lil Nas X at the VMAs and it's a picture of uh, Eminem and um, why am I why did I just blank on this guy's name I can't believe it uh, Bono? Paul no. <laughs> it looks like Bono I don't know who it is no wait why I I can't believe I can't Elton believe. John there you go it just Elton it. John yeah I can't believe I knew why did I think like... that was Bono I guess because the glasses. That's no, I was, I was, Paul McCartney was at the top of my head. Yes, but, yeah, I, uh, I knew that's what you think when you said Paul. God, we're dating ourselves now. Um, yeah, we're too young to even know all these guys. No, I'm kidding. But no, this was basically Eminem back in the day, like, used to have like really homophobic lyrics. Like, mm-hmm. I go back and listen to him now, and I like, can't believe like some of the stuff I hear. Uh, it just sounds weird in 2021. It does. Um, but he got a ton of criticism for, you know, being homophobic and his song, Stan that he has um at one of the vmas he brought out elton john who is gay and uh performed with him and like there's just this moment and uh, <laughs> so lil nas x who's probably like the m- biggest uh lgbtq like artist right now yeah uh, just at least in song. your face like if, if he's not the biggest art like i'm just well <laughs> there's like a ton of artists but he's like actively talking about it in his songs obviously yes music, like he just released a song with baby. jack harlow yeah with like he's like prison sex and stuff like that so yeah. again yeah. uh jack Still harlow did say that, he, that jack harlow did say that he jack harlow did say that he would have been that was like one of the tweets like immediately after the video came out was listen if if he asked me to be in that shower scene i would have been in it uh which i respected that <laughs> yes I, I actually watched them uh, do a genius interview with it too and they were very funny together so did i yeah they broke down the the lyrics i think yes yep um but I don't know, just like a cool throwback. But um, I mean, little, I mean, uh, what's his name? Tababy has had a, a tough week, so his his bottom line is hurting so much so that he came around and and quickly apologized, and it was you know very quick cancellation vacation. But um, yeah, he's been losing. Uh, festival. He's one of the one. He was one of the newer guys. I did I did like a little bit of their songs. Yeah, not that I, I mean, will also- stop listening for this, but you know, tough tough track record though. I mean, he's it, it is interesting. I'm like um like he's had issues where he's like assaulted women and then this and it's like you know people still listen to chris brown after like beating the shit out of rihanna and like i mean remix to ignition is still like the best song to come on at a party right 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 right. and he literally came out that he 
yeah pissed on little girls <laughs> right 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 so it is always in, it always it is it is always interesting uh, when yeah. that stuff happens but i just thought it was a throwback to uh, a classic uh entertainment moment and uh that was my how was twitter free tweet of the week yeah so oh, that is very funny to picture those two you know come together for something all of a sudden you're gonna come out with like it'll be like little Nas x biggest song and like the baby will be featured on it like in the shower as well or something Right, um, Lil Nas just like twerking on him, like on the <laughs> on, on the stage. The baby's just like straight face, looks like he like would rather be like a thousand <laughs> other places than than that. But um, but yeah, so that's uh that's everything I got. Yep, and that is that is gonna bring us to the end of the episode. Um, like I said, a t- crazy episode in terms of what's happened in sports, and we'll get even more news with free agencies and all that stuff. Baseball coming to a head, uh, the playoff runs, NFL kick it back up obviously it's gonna be huge and then the nba never sleeps in the offseason so looking forward to that uh, if you want to follow along follow us on twitter the links will be down in the description below all that all um the other podcasts we do as well um that are going right now and just follow that and then subscribe on every single podcast platform get those numbers up we appreciate the support um and yeah without further ado we'll see you next time peace